allow me to introduce myself. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Well, y'all done came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the culture. Oh, my God. read about the breakfast club really? every morning That's good. you guys are trending every uh, you know i drag my ass out of bed i'm like uh what happened on the breakfast club today get, get your ass up. good morning usa yo 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 good morning angela yee good morning dj mv charlamagne the guy peace to the planet it's tuesday Good morning. Good morning to you. The birds are chirping. How's everybody feeling this morning? Hey, how you feeling? A-Town hit me the other day, too. Word? Yeah. Okay, well. He uh, hit me, too. Just say, did he say thanks for the support? Yeah. What, yeah. what support have y'all been showing A-Town? I guess it was generic. Thank oh, you for the okay. support. I ain't, yeah, I clearly. I haven't yeah. even heard A-Town's name in forever. But uh-huh. Drop on the clues bonds for A-Town. He was in a movie. He was in a movie. I don't remember. Lord have mercy. <laughs> a movie that you wouldn't see? No, I just oh. know that I saw that he was start. He started a movie. Okay. Okay. Well, it must have been a very memorable performance. You can't even remember the <laughs> yeah, name of it. I didn't Lee. see the movie. Thank you for the mention. They appreciate it. Yes, they do. <laughs> but he's saying, okay. he, I'm just saying that's what he's been up to. I saw they posted about it. I don't believe that he was in a movie. You're not convincing. Oh, you follow him? Okay. Shout out. I do follow him. That's what it is. Shout oh, actually, A-Town. no, I don't. Goodness gracious. All right. How, well, we already covered that, how everybody's doing. <laughs> um, Let me follow him. We got a special guest today. Uh, her oh, he name, was looking for a kidney. A kidney. Yeah. That don't sound like no movie to me. <laughs> that don't sound like you're doing all right to oh, me. Oh, you mean to tell me out of all the things he was talking about, that's what you re- you remember I'm the movie? I'm looking at it right because I just kidney? went to look at his page. And he's talking about how he went blind. Goodness gracious. Oh, my God. Hey, listen, salute to everybody in Ohio, too, man. There's a special house election today in Northeast Ohio. Uh, y'all should go out there and support uh, Queen Nina Turner. Mm-hmm. Friend to the room, also a host of the Hello Somebody podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. But it's a special house election for a, a, a Congress seat. Okay. And Nina Turner's running today in Ohio. The election is today. So go out there and support Miss Nina Turner. All right. Now you Queen Nina Turner. About a special guest that we have uh, coming through today. Oh, man. You know, um, I have a book imprint through Atrius Simon & Schuster called Black Privilege Publishing. And today, uh, our second release... Is coming out. Our first release was Tamika Mallory, State of Emergency, How to Win in the Country We Built. But today, uh, Anita Kopach with her novel, Shallow Waters, about the African mermaid, African deity of the sea, Yimmy Yah. So she'll be here to talk all about it. Okay. Yes. Oh, A Town was doing a show. He was casting for a show for the love of A Town. Oh, man, grow up. Stop it now. Listen, Anita Kopach, Shallow Waters. That's right. She'll be here today. Yeah, she left. I I wasn't here uh, yesterday for the interview because I was traveling, but she left some nice stuff, so. I'm excited about yeah, it. Yeah, she uh, some candles and some of her zero F's giving shirts, some of her candles from Lamar Farms. You should let uh you should let your daughter read Shallow Waters though. I did. I yes. Will. I definitely will. Yes. All right. All right, well let's get the show cracking. Mm-hmm. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, the United States has reached seventy percent COVID vaccine, which is Already? a milestone, yes, because people are concerned I don't believe it. about this Delta <laughs> variant. And let's also talk about Simone Biles. This is breaking news because this just happened like 10 minutes ago. Hold on. Just Friday they were saying it was only at 40%. Now on Tuesday it's at 70 so people ran out and got the vaccine this weekend? I never heard 40%. Were they 40? I thought it was like 60-something percent. No, I thought it was at 40. It was like 50%. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Still, 20% of people in the... Wow. Mm -hmm. So everybody good now? No. 
They said 70% in herd immunity. We'll talk about it in front of It was a goal that, that Joe Biden had. He wanted, he wanted us to get uh, 70% vaccinated. All right, front page news is next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, a USA men's basketball team, they beat Spain 95-81. Uh, they'll take on the winner of Australia versus Argentina. Now, NBA free agency, a lot of people are getting a lot of money. Congratulations to Chris Paul. He signed a four-year, $120 million deal. Kyle Lowry, uh, three-year, $90 million. Uh, Duncan Robinson from the Miami Heat. He's the highest contract ever for an undrafted player. He signed a five-year, $90 million deal. Lonzo Ball, four years, $85 million. Derrick Rose back to the next three years, $43 million. Um, People getting money, man, mm-hmm. as they should. The NBA getting money, <laughs> so the players should get money. They getting money. Not mad at it. De- uh, Dwight Howard's back with the Lakers. Dwight Howard's back with the Lakers. Blake Griffin re-signed with the Nets. I don't even know why Dwight Howard left. Like yeah. He left to go vacation in Philly for a year. <laughs> But I know. I mean, I thought they thought Philly was going to go a lot further. But no, nah, I think he wanted more money last year, but the Lakers couldn't afford to give it to him. Mm. I think he got it this year. All right, now Simone Biles. She just picked up a bronze medal. Congratulations to her. Now, if you want to know about her, her Olympics uh, medal, she has seven uh, medals: four gold, one silver, and now two bronze. So, congratulations to congrats Simone to Simone Biles. Biles. Yes. And that just happened like 10 minutes ago, so congrats to her. All right, the U.S. has reached 70% COVID vaccine milestone, but that's just adults who've had at least one shot of the COVID vaccine, so you're still not fully vaccinated. Now, the 70% goal set by Joe Biden back in May is a crucial step toward reaching so-called herd immunity, but they said we need to have at least 80% of the population vaccinated to truly have some form of herd immunity. Now, that ain't what they've been telling us for months. They said 70%. They did say 70 That's well, why you just said they reached the goal. But everything's but, changing. They well, they said everything. even if America does reach 70 to 75%, we do have zip codes in neighborhoods at 40 or 50%, so that's where there's outbreaks and... A lot of hot spots. Huh? So they changed the goalposts. So why announce that they reached their goal if they haven't reached their goal? Especially being that people only got one shot, like you said, and then you said other areas still haven't gotten seventy percent. They said it's a floor, not the ceiling. So basically, it's a step toward reaching herd immunity. But you know, there are a lot of places where people just aren't getting vaccinated. So there's some places where people Man. are only forty percent vaccinated so on and so forth. Now, Louisiana, for instance, their largest hospital is stretched to its limit with COVID-19 patients and other people experiencing symptoms or waiting for a bed on Monday. They said there were 23 names on the list of people waiting for space to open up in the ICU. They could have kept all that information to themselves, and I'll tell you why, because we live in a headline world, so when people hear, you know, we've reached 70% vaccination, that's what they run with. Like, what if they would have been listening to us last break and then tuned out? <laughs> They've been at work today saying, you know, we reached 70% vaccination. We good. Now, Louisiana is one of five states that goes along with Florida, Texas, California, and Missouri that make up nearly half of the new cases reported in the past week, according to data. So as you know, this more transmissible uh, Delta variant spreads uh, a lot quicker. Cases are rising. Hospitals are once again filling up. They've also added 16 international destinations to very high COVID-19 travel risk lists. So if you're going to any of these places, it includes like Iran, Ireland, uh, St. Martin in the U.S. Virgin Islands, St. Bart's, Martinique, Libya, Malta, places like that. That's on the CDC list for uh, very high international destinations. Now, California, their COVID cases are up 50 percent since Thursday. And there's evidence that the rapid spreading is among kids. So they said their new cases rose about 10% over the weekend. And that's um, the undercount, they said, is often due to diminished testing on Saturdays and Sundays. But now they're saying that the cases are up 50%.
So, so where we at with COVID, guys, <laughs> in this country? I'm trying to figure it out. Where we at with COVID, guys, in this country? Well, COVID we is stand? surging in Florida. Doctors and nurses in Florida are back in crisis mode. As you can see, I mean, in Florida, where the governor is telling people, you know, that he's making it illegal for there to be a mask mandate and you can't have uh, force kids to wear masks in schools and, you know, he doesn't want that to happen. You can see now their cases are surging. When I tell you I'm so confused right now, this conversation started with we are at 70% vaccination, but not really because people only got one shot and not really because some people are, you know, every some areas don't ha- only have 40, 50%. I'm just confused. Just do what you got to do to protect yourself. Wear your mask, social distance, get vaccinated. That's your choice. Getting vaccinated is your choice. I'm confused. Too. I am. I am so confused. And what happened with Spirit Airlines yesterday? I see. Mad um, they said there was a lot line. of flights canceled, and I think it was like over 800 flights were canceled over the weekend. I, I felt I, bad I, for anybody. I that don't feel. Yesterday. Let me tell you something. But, I don't feel bad for any of them because I've been on this radio for years telling y'all don't fly Spirit. It was bad. Well, sometimes okay. them flights be like fifty nine dollars, and you get and what you pay for. You know, correct. Is, if you need to go Spirit somewhere, still owes me money. By the way. Well, good luck. Because back in the day, I bought me a Spirit Airline ticket. That was in the past 10 years, too, by the way. Tried to give them the benefit of the doubt. Did bought, you really? Uh, yes. Did you and and they, they canceled the flight and just refused refund. It wasn't no weather, no nothing. Just flight canceled, no refund. And it's impossible to get Spirit's customer service on the line. Damn Spirit man. Airlines is trash. Yeah, it was a okay? rumor they were having a strike, but they said there is no strike. Yeah. Spirit uh, Airlines is trash. I don't feel any of y'all. The only Spirit I care about is the Holy Spirit. Goodness okay. gracious. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The <laughs> Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yeah, it was the word envious Mello. Mello, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yo, bro, man, I'm letting the whole hood know I'm coming back to New York. I'm going to be there in two hours. I've been driving all night. We outside. You feel me? How y'all feeling today? What you coming for, New York? Detroit. You coming for uh, Locks versus uh, Dipset? That's what you coming up here for? Yeah, nah, I'm actually going out there because, you know, well, she not listening, so, but it's baby girl birthday tomorrow, and I'm throwing her a party on Friday, so if anybody want to slide, let me know. Follow me on the gram, Mellow underscore Moolah with three A's. We out. Let's go, Mellow. Super spreader event. Let's go. You the orchestrator of them. Of course, you know the vibes, Uncle Charlotte. How you doing? You, you know, know the, the vibes. <laughs> you so know wait, Mellow. You know the Kobe vibes. Mellow, you driving from Detroit? Yeah, I'm driving from Detroit. I'm a, I'm in Pennsylvania right now, two hours away. Are you gonna sing to your girl? You want me to sing right now? Yeah, sing something. Sing a little happy birthday. Yeah, her birthday tomorrow, so I'll do it tomorrow. What if you don't get through? Um. I ain't think about that. We'll make we, we make sure you get through, Mello. Uh, yup, give me the back door number like Trav. Pause. 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 Wait, yo. damn, bro. Back door number like Trav. Pause. Wow, all right, all right. you all just right. told Goodbye, us you got Mello. a girl, bro. Like, wow. Hello, who's this? DJ Envy. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Uh, DJ Envy, Angelo Lee. I know you ain't open like your Philly yet, boo. Hey, hey, good morning. Good morning. Charlemagne the God. Peace, King. How you doing, brother? You know, I'm going to tell you, you ugly already. It's love, VA, two up, two down, right? Already. Now, uh, Charlamagne, I call you ugly because you're my therapist. Yes, you sir. Know <laughs> well, hey, I call y'all every week, every morning, right, to say good morning, first and foremost. That's all with your little ugly ass? That's all you got for us? <laughs> Charlamagne, I gave you that space because I was waiting on you to react with your ugly ass. I <laughs> 
goodness gracious. You better gracious. get that. You feel me? 249 in the building. But I want to say this. I'm going to get it off my chest right now. I love y'all. Love you too, King. I love y'all today. Charlemagne, I love you. The ugly ass. DJ Envy, light skin, I love you. Yes. Angela Yee, beautiful queen. I love you two times because you got to deal with both of them. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right. Peace. Hello, who's this? Good morning, DJ Envy. This is J Money BK. I'm calling this morning. I need a vent this morning. Good morning, Charlemagne, Angela Lee. I Good love morning. y'all. Peace, King. Go ahead, brother. Get it off your chest. Peace, King. I want to get off my chest this morning, man. I'm a truck driver. I work for Mayor Mobbin. My name is Jay. Dispatch over here named Juan. You know, he's stressing us out. You know what I'm saying? He's doing a little too much this morning, King. You know what I'm saying? I just want to t- tell him, you know, let us do our job. You know what I'm saying? Let us do what we do. That's all. Respectfully. Respectfully, King. That's all. All right. Sound like he need a little straightening. By the way, just because he's the boss don't mean that he, uh, you know, can't get corrected. That's all. That's all I'm saying this morning, King. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got a position to play. That's all. That's right. All right, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? This is Jose. Jose, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, man. Um, I actually just wanted to get off my chest that I uh, met my dad for the second time. And um, it was actually just a really good time. And, uh, you know, I think that people just need to put down their pride and you know, actually try to put their differences aside and actually try to get along with their parents, you know, if if there was some sort of reason why they didn't see them or why they weren't in their lives. I agree with you. And you know what's so interesting, man? Um, Sometimes you learn, as well, especially me through therapy, that, you know, especially when it comes to dads, dads were just doing the best that they could with what they had at the time. That's all. That'll, that'll, that'll help you give more grace to them. Right. And I believe that if I did have my dad at the time, at the time that I think things might have gotten a little different. Now I am a father of two. Um, I went to college once my daughter was born or my first daughter was born. And, uh, you know, life is good. I got two promotions at my work. And, you know, life has been good and God has been good, actually. Congrats, King. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you are healing those generational wounds in your family lineage. And I send you healing energy, brother, you and your family. Thank you. Um, uh, Charlemagne, I also wanted to let you know, I did send you a few DMs about uh, my books. Uh, I'm actually the Mexican poet. I am a poet. And I actually self-published um, three ebooks and three paperbacks all on my own. Oh, so hit, hit, if anybody... hit the email in my Instagram bio. I don't I don't check DMs, brother. Hit, hit the I- email in my Instagram bio, though. And have a good one, brother. Okay. Thank you. All right. Um, is it okay if I put my uh, Instagram out there real quick? Yes, sir. Okay, uh, you guys can follow the Mexican poet at J O S E A G U I L L O N J R. Alrighty, Bubba. Hello, who's this? Mark. Hey, get it off your chest. I was just calling support for the baby. Okay. What you got to say? Nah, I don't agree with everything he said, but he apologized for what he needed to say. And the fact that he talked smack about women, didn't nobody say anything. And that's what pisses me off the, the most. And then everybody who spoke up against him got dirt on their hands. That's, that's the yeah. part I don't get. Well, you know, he's being held accountable. You know, we're all held accountable for our words, you know. Freedom of speech ain't free. No, I get that. But, and, you know, but he, he does. But like he, she said, it, it, it just bothers me when, when we have this moral compass and... and 
a lot of these people that's on these shows have, you know, we, degraded women, talked about guns, talked about shooting oh, brothers, talked about all types of crime and, and gangs. So and women, violence and women, violence I agree. against women. So, so how do we hold a moral compass? But you know, what, 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 what the difference is uh, that you know the, the, clearly the LGBTQ community teaches people how to treat them, mm-hmm. and they 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 hold people accountable for the negative things that are said Wait, about them. Chris Brown spoke up, and I remember him saying quite a few homophobic comments and slurs. Oh, oh, what did he say that, to no. get off the stage or something? Just do your show and get off the stage? Yeah. I don't. He I mean, and deleted. He was trying to be slick. He did a couple of posts where he was looking for attention for it, and then he just posted that and deleted. Kept now we not going. We not. I mean, yeah, we, we not. We not going to put that on say, Chris. I, but, I didn't see Chris saying that. But I will before. say this. So, what do you think should have happened? You think that because you're saying other people are hypocrites, that it should just slide? What do you What do you think? Are you saying I more people if they need had to? Had an issue with him, they should have called and talked to him. You got Chris who got called out for. Uh, not taking care of his issue with his dog mauling his maid. Well, the baby said something publicly, so the backlash is going to be public. But I do feel like you know, uh, he he needs he needs some education, you know. But you, we all got to be held accountable. I'm not the brother. But nobody's the, educating him about the part he said about females. That is that is true. Well, we need to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. He needs to sit down and have quite a few conversations. That's all. I guess what pissed me off is the most is people jumped on a bandwagon with Chris Brown with all his dirt, and then they praising him. But then they upset at the baby. Seems like you have a problem with Chris Brown. I don't Brown, know if they're praising Chris yeah, Brown. Yeah, I don't know about that. that. I have a problem with uh, <laughs> colorism like, favoritism. Like, nah, Chris I, Brown Chris Brown got held highly accountable yeah, yeah, he, for his oh, actions. When did he get held accountable? I mean, Elton John even took him in. Elton John took him in and Eminem in who had abused women. I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, though. Eminem abused women? No, I do know. I yes, do. There, yes, he did. Because back in the day, he took in Eminem. And he took in uh, Chris Brown. I remember the Elton John Eminem performance. I don't know about Elton John but, and Chris but Brown. But I would say though. this. Even, oh, no. If, well, if you look it up. I remember Eminem and Elton John, but Eminem was for homophobic comments. Eminem said some wild stuff. Was he ever banned from anything? I don't know. I don't no, remember. No, he wasn't. He's was he ever banned, banned from any from concert? Nothing. Was he ever well, banned from performing I'm, at any award show? No. I don't think so. No, he so actually performed, he performed with Elton John at the Grammys. So, but so they why, did, why they did hold, the LGBT community did hold Eminem accountable, though. Very much so. I mean, that's why he ended up having to do the performance with Elton John. They didn't ban him from nothing. It's all about educating yourself, though. You don't think I don't think there's any anything wrong with you saying something that's irresponsible and incorrect about HIV and AIDS when there's a stigma surrounding it and you're completely wrong about it. Did he apologize for that? Did he not apologize for that? Yes, and now the edu- not a not a real not not and a real. Then he, says, then he says something about women. Then he goes back to what I really think people are pissed about is because he mentioned gay activity in the parking lot. Well, yes, that is part of it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yes, mm-hmm. you're right. But, you know, he's held accountable and now he has to do the work. That's all. And maybe hopefully he can bring people together with this situation. This is an opportunity for him to learn and a teachable moment for all of us. That's what I feel. Well, thank you, Mama. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. We got rumors on the way. Well, let's discuss the baby and his apology. We'll tell you what he had to say. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Biz Markey was honored yesterday and his funeral took place in New York City. It was a public memorial service that followed and you can watch all of that. That was available online. As we told you, BET did live stream that private service. And his wife, Tara Davis, spoke about the type of man that he was. 
He was a man of God and, and he was amazing. The thing I'm gonna miss the most about him was every time he would see me, his face would just light up with that chiclet toothy smile. <laughs> Biz was my biggest comfort when I was down and my biggest cheerleader in supporting me and Avery and any of our endeavors that we were involved in. He was always like, you know, y'all can do it. You got it. All right. In addition, uh, she's talked about the Obamas actually sending their condolences. Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, they sent me a heart-filled letter. Avery and I were blown away that they took the time out to send their condolences about the loss of our loved one and our family. Bismarcky's daughter Avery also spoke. He used to say to me and my mother, uh, Christmas is every day because every day I would come downstairs and see him sleeping on the couch or watching TV or playing with Major. And that might seem like a non-special and normal thing to you, but it meant everything to me because I got to laugh with him, I got to eat with him, I got to have conversations with him, I got to hug him and more. Damn, sleep well, Biz. Send in healing energy to his family, Mm-mm. his wife, his daughter, everybody. Yeah, so again, our condolences to the family and friends of Biz Markey. He was only 57 years old. Mm. Oh, wait, now, uh, Wayne Brady confirms reports that he was a target of racist voicemails that was left at CBS Studios in L.A. That's where he hosts uh, Let's Make a Deal. And there's a lot of bleeps in here, but you'll see there's some N-words, some F-words taken out. Listen to this. As for Wayne Brady, make sure you don't give any of your f***ers a zonk like every day, you f***ing cheating f***ing I'm sure we have a bunch of those. <laughs> who, who, who left that, though? Well, we don't know who just left it. Just a regular it. person just yeah, left, somebody left, left it on a voicemail. The message mm. has been turned over to the LAPD, and here is what Wayne Brady had to say on TMZ Live about this message. I'm not mad. I'm a black man in America. I don't care what that dude has to say. In fact, the fact that he even referenced zonks in his tirade Thanks for watching. And you think the best insult that you could come up with is to level that word, that piece of vitriol, that hate. You think that's clever? You think that's something that any black person walking in this country right now hasn't heard? You are the least of my worries. I respect that, but hey. I, I, I would rather have Dave Chappelle, Wayne Brady in that situation. I want to hear Wayne say, is Wayne Brady going to have to smack a bitch? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yes, it's unfortunate that had to happen. But his response was, I think, a great response, because clearly when someone does that, they're trying to upset you and anger you. And yeah, it came from his his response came from a healthy and healed whole place. Not mad at it. All right. Now, Lizzo has some new music coming. I didn't realize it's been two years since she released new music. So she's finally putting out a single that's going to come out on August 13th. And I'm excited for that. I really like uh, Lizzo. Uh, she posted New Era Bitch Rumors 813. Okay. So, yes, let's look forward to that. Now, the baby has responded to everything that's been going on and issued another apology. You know, he was dropped from Governor's Ball. We already told you about Lollapalooza, Day in Vegas. 
And he said, social media moves so fast that people want to demolish you before you even have the opportunity to grow, educate, and learn from your mistakes. As a man who has had to make his own way from very difficult circumstances, having people I know publicly working against me, knowing that what I needed was education on these topics and guidance has been challenging. I appreciate the many people who came to me with kindness, who reached out to me privately to offer wisdom, education, and resources. That's what I needed, and it was received. I want to apologize to the LGBTQ plus community for the hurtful and triggering comments I made. Again, I apologize for my misinformed comments about HIV AIDS, and I know education on this is important. Love to all. God bless the baby. Well, we all know that free speech isn't free. There's a cost to everything that comes out of your mouth, and the baby's being held accountable for what came out of his, and he's paying the price right now, but after that, I really hope he uses this opportunity to learn, and we can make it a teachable moment for everybody, because there's quite a few things we can learn from this situation. Yeah, it's a lot going on when you feel like everybody's ganging up on you and against mm-hmm. you, and then you get defensive over comments that you made when sometimes you just need to take a moment and say, okay, people were hurt and upset about this. Let me figure out why, speak to some people who might be able to help me. Mm-hmm. Well, what he said was absolutely wrong, but let me ask you a question. Do you think he should be pulled and banned from these these um, these um concerts? Well, yeah, I mean, you got to Listen, you're always going to be held accountable for the things that come out of your mouth. So, you know, if these concerts and these festivals want to pull him, that's on them. But, you know, here's the thing. It's not these festivals or these corporations' jobs, you know, uh, to do that. Because what we were talking about earlier, we were talking about you were saying it was hypocrisy or something. What were you saying? No, I was just saying that, you know, it seems like they do it for people that they like or don't like. Mm-hmm. You talk, you look at all these artists and they can talk about gang violence, shooting people. They there can you go. Belittle women. They can, you know, do all these things. But they pick and choose what they want to bat, what they want to It's also a response to outrage, though, because it go, did yeah. become a viral there moment. So it's not like if those things, if people got outraged about that, then yes, festivals exactly would have right. to respond to that. See, that's and so that's, that's really right. up to the people. What are you that's outraged right. about? Because the, 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 these festivals and corporations aren't reacting to what the baby said. They're reacting to the backlash from the LGBTQ community. So if we want the same level of accountability for artists who rap about violence or selling drugs or use of drugs or violence against women, et cetera, then the hip-hop community has to hold the artists accountable and stop passing off our traumas as culture. Now, like we talked about Eminem, right? And Eminem has numerous homophobic lyrics, correct? Mm-hmm. What has Eminem ever been pulled for or banned from? I've never seen him say MTV Awards, Eminem's not performing because of some lyrics he said. I've n- I've never seen it. Well, if people would be like, we're not going to attend this and we want you to ban him and pull him from the lineup, the pressure would force you to pull him from the lineup. But my thing is, just is like what why happened do we attack the baby and they, they never attacked Eminem? Yeah, they no, definitely, they did attack yeah, they definitely attacked him. And what did they pull him from? There's so many articles of them attacking okay, him. Okay, so we talked about attacking him because of the attack, and they pulled him off of it, but they attacked Eminem, and he, what, what did he get pulled off of? I don't ever remember A lot of Eminem. times Eminem did his own tours and concerts, though. The venues could say we don't want him in there. I remember, I do remember him wrecking, what he had to do the performance with Elton John or something like that. Yeah, when was that? When was that? And he had a conversation. Right, he, he did apologize. And then didn't he go at Tyler, the creator, two, three years ago? And then he apologized that after that, too, after backlash. <laughs> so, so. And that's what the baby just did. He apologized after the backlash. All right. That's your rumor report. All right. Now, up next, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, let's talk about two D.C. police officers who responded to the Capitol insurrection have died by suicide. And so now that is four officers who responded that have died by suicide. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. New stories, new secrets, new episodes. The groundbreaking music documentary series Behind the Music is back, exclusively on Paramount Plus, spotlighting new and legacy artists reliving the biggest moments of their journeys. Stream it exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, the USA men's basketball team advanced to the semifinal. They beat Spain 95-81. Congratulations to uh, Simone Biles. She won bronze okay. this morning. So, congratulations to her. What else we got, Yee? Uh, four officers who responded to the January 6th attack at the Capitol have died by suicide. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yes, so wow. two D.C. police officers uh, just recently have died by suicide. They are grieving as a department, they said, and our thoughts and prayers are with Officer Hashida's family and friends. Officer Gunther Hashida, assigned to the emergency response team within the Special Operations Division, was found deceased in his residence on Thursday, July 29th. And Metropolitan Police Officer Kyle DeFrytag was found dead on July 10th, according to Department Public Information. So the deaths do mark four known suicides by officers who responded to the Capitol during the attack and three known suicides by a D.C. officer specifically out of those four. Damn, I wonder what pushed them to that. Was it clearly the trauma of that day, right? Yeah, they said uh, we all went through that day was traumatic. If you're hurting, please take advantage of the counseling services that are available Mm, mm, to mm, us because I'm sure it's been really difficult uh, for a lot of people that were there experiencing and witnessing that. Never forget that an attempted coup happened in this country on January 6th and America treated it like a bunch of kids at spring break wilding, not like the act of domestic terrorism that it was. All right, Bill and Melinda Gates have finalized their divorce. They are officially divorced after a judge approved their split yesterday. So they met back in 1987. They married in 1994, and they announced in May they were ending their marriage after 27 years, saying we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in this next phase of our lives. How much you got? So as of Monday, his net worth was around $152 billion. How much he really got, though? So... You know, we're not sure exactly what's going to happen, but uh, they do have a contract. So we don't know what's in that contract. It's not disclosed. And so we're not sure what she's getting. You know, she would be eligible to get half. But because they have a separation contract, which is not public, we don't know what they agreed upon. Either way, she's going to walk away. Oh, yeah, she's good. Yeah, yeah, some billions. I mean, I think the day they announced it, didn't he give her like $2 billion worth of stock and all of that? So she's single. I got some single friends that are hollow. Oh, stop it. <laughs> but, you know, you think after 27 years, she deserves it, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, what we do when we come back, Charlamagne? Who we got doing oh, this? Oh, man. Um, today is a great day uh, for my book imprint, Black Privilege Publishing. We are putting out our second release today. Okay. Our first release was Tamika Mallory, State of Emergency, How to Win in the Country We Build. That came out in May. And today we have Anita Kopak's Shallow Waters. It is a novel about Yimiya, the mermaid, the black mermaid, and she'll be here to talk about it. All right. We'll get into that next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is not here, but we have a very special guest. Uh, today feels divine because she is the second release of Black Privilege Publishing. She has a book called Shallow Water. She's a writer, a spiritual advisor. Her name is Miss Anita Kopax. What's happening, Anita? I'm so happy to be here. So honored. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? I'm amazing. I'm feeling a little nervous because <laughs> this is like, it's surreal to be sitting in here with both of you right now. And I'm like, just feeling so blessed. You are. 
You're well, absolutely this, you're on. You're a pro at this, so you should, be, <laughs> you should be nice and comfortable. Let's talk about shallow waters and the meaning even of the title. Yes. So, well, Shallow Waters is about Yemeya. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is that when I was telling Charlemagne about the book, you know, he had already read the book. And I was like, do you know who Yemeya is? And he's like, I've never heard of her. And I was like, I bet you have. Bet you yep. have. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you remember the poem from Love Jones? Yep. And he started reciting the poem. And then he was like, oh, are you Yemeya? Yeah. Hell no, you must be Oshun. And I was like, it was like, we've been saying her name this whole time, you know, like in our culture. Mm-hmm. And so many of us don't know who she is. And so Yemeya was said to be a black mermaid mm-hmm. who watched over our ancestors as we went over the Middle Passage. And she would watch over the the ancestors that made it and the ones who were either thrown over or um, jumped off. And she watched over their souls. And Beyonce referenced Yemiya too in a Black Parade when she yes, said, Baby yes, Sister Reppin' Yemiya. Baby Sister Reppin' Yemiya. So, so with all right. of these references, you know, in movies and music, why do you think it's taking so long for someone to tell a story about Yemiya? I feel like it is her time. For me... I feel very passionate about black women being divine beings. And the world is not going to be right until everyone realizes that. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think black women are the, the closest thing we have to God on this planet. They are God. Yeah. That's, that's I agree. That's that, what I, I agree. That's what I feel. How long have you been working on this? Well, listen, <laughs> I, I, I put in my days that I had like writer's block. So all together from the beginning, like thought to now, it has been seven years. And I had two years of writer's block, which I actually put in there because during the time of the writer's block, I felt like it was there because I had to grow into who I needed to be. Mm, Like Yemiya. Yep. In order to write the next part. Wow. And so it was a process. It was a process and it was magical, I have to say. That um, so one of the historical figures within the book is uh, Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. And while I was writing, I was the editor in chief of Heart and Soul magazine. And I uh, wrote this one part in there where Harriet Tubman gave a two year old a tincture mm-hmm. to be able to fall asleep while they're on the middle, not on the, the underground railroad. Underground railroad. Mm-hmm. And so when I wrote it, I was like, you know what? I don't know if she really was a herbalist. I'm going to take it out. And then the next day I went to the city. I had a sales meeting. It was in the middle of this restaurant. And after the sales meeting, this woman walks up who was just in the restaurant. And she walks up and she goes, did you know that Harriet Tubman was an herbalist? Wow. (laughs) Like didn't say hi, nothing. And I just was like, my heart was like, what? (laughs) I was like, why did you just say that to me? She's like, I don't know because it's. Black History Month, and I just felt like, you know, you would want to know that. That's amazing. And so I was like, all right, all right, Mama Harriet. That's it. (laughs) That's staying in. in. (laughs) I'm not taking it out. So I felt guided. Mm -hmm. I felt guided when I was writing this. Now, now you you were the former editor-in-chief of Heart and Soul magazine, like you just mentioned. What was that time like for you? (laughs) So you can't even lie. Don't you lie. (laughs) Just tell the truth. It was, it was a great platform for me to get myself out there, but there was a moment where they were not paying me, and it felt really intense because I felt enmeshed in it, and mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to be there, and I needed right. to be there 
to share the information with our people and it got very hard because they were not paying me. Eventually I found it in myself to be able to be like, listen, I have to honor myself. I'm out here fighting for women to get paid equally and mm -hmm. I'm not even getting, getting paid. paid at all. Mm -hmm. What is the reason for that? How can somebody just not pay you? Like I, I don't know. For how long? They, it was it was it was quite a while, probably about two of those years. Yikes. And then um and then I, I went to one of our investors and he didn't know that they weren't paying me, so yeah, it's out there now. Okay, so, that yeah. is insane. Were you ever out somewhere and a woman walked up to you and said, hey, you know you're not getting paid at Heart and Soul <laughs> Magazine, you should quit? <laughs> I needed that. I needed that. No, no. But my kids were. My kids are like, you need to leave, Mom. Right. They're like, we need food. <laughs> you need to go to work. It's true. It's true because it's like it was. It was hard work. I'd be mm -hmm. working till three yeah. o'clock in the morning. Like, and we feel such a sense of responsibility too, right? Because we're like we have this audience that we feel like I want to deliver, but then mm -hmm. behind the scenes, I'm not getting what I need, yeah. and then it's like a sacrifice. It is. It was. It was a sacrifice, and but I am. I feel like it was also a blessing. Like just being there, learning all the things that I learned allowing myself to stand up for myself mm -hmm. like that was a blessing in itself so this is considered a, a young adult novel is it, it is considered a, an adult novel okay but the process is so that people give it to their children now you start off shallow waters talking uh mm -hmm. with about you talk about the negro mother yes by langston hughes yes what what, is, what, what does that passage mean to you Ooh, that passage means so much shall we read it we're we're you want me to do it? You want yeah, to do it? Yeah, you read, you read it. Look in my face, dark as the night, yet shining like the sun with love's true light. I am the black girl who crossed the dark sea, carrying in my body the seed of the free, the Negro mother by Langston Hughes. That's right. That's what does that right. passage mean to you? So I'm getting emotional because that passage, like when I was writing this book and I was writing about my ancestors going over the middle passage, it was the first time that I actually felt it. My kids sometimes would see me crying on the floor, you know, because mm. I was feeling it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is not just a story. Like, our people went through this. And so what I've infused into this book is that black women remember who they really are. Because we'll never ever be straight up Africans. We are the daughters and sons of the diaspora, mm -hmm. the ones that have been taken. So if we remember and connect to our spirituality and then add that to the resilience and the strength that our ancestors gave us by going through this middle passage we are unstoppable that's what that's what the book symbolizes yeah yeah all right, we have more with Anita Kopak. When we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Uh, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Anita Kopak. She has a new book, Shallow Waters, out right now. Charlamagne? What do you think motivated you to write this book? What was your divine motivation? Like, Do you remember that first yeah, spark you got? Yeah, yeah. My divine motivation was that. It was because I have children, and mm. I'm like, they need to know who they really are. Mm-hmm. And ritual storytelling, to me, is one of the most effective ways of learning. Because nobody's saying, oh, you have to do this. You have to remember who you are, right? Like, it's more of, oh, it's art. Everyone's going to take out of mm. it what they take out of it. Like, people have said things to me 
that they got from it that I didn't even know I put in. Right. You know, like my intention was to heal black women. And what has been a very interesting side thing that has come from that is that white men and white women are like, we have never had a story where we get to see ourselves as allies. Mm -hmm. And there's some strong ally characters in here where they're like able to really hold on to that and love the characters. Booklist gave a review of this book. I haven't seen the whole review, but we saw this this snippet and it said, Kopak's commitment to a vision of healing, even while detailing tragedies, shaped this tale's theme of redemption in the universal soul. What is your commitment to a vision of healing? Yeah, I have a deep commitment. Mm -hmm. I am a spiritual psychologist. And so a lot of the work that I do, especially I, I have Zero Fs Given, mm -hmm. which is um, my um, organization that I have that helps people who have gone through any kind of sexual violence. Mm -hmm. And I, within this program, I, you know, we have retreats. I do retreats with the Goddess Wisdom Council. And um, I don't work with private clients anymore other than people who come onto our emergence program with the Goddess Wisdom Council. And that's how people can work with me and go to retreats. But I feel very, very committed to the healing of black women. I feel like I bow at the feet of black women. I, <laughs> I remember when you said that to my son, when you were like, listen, one of the things that I think you need to know as a black man, <laughs> and he just started laughing. I'm like, really, Maya? <laughs> <laughs> Like you need to honor black women. And mine was just like kind of laughing. And I'm like, yeah, I do it. To me, my mother is God. Mm -hmm. To me, my mother has raised me with so much compassion, so much love. And she is the person who represents God to me. And so I try to do that for the black women in my life. I'm like, I honor you. I will do whatever I can to help you get to where you need to be. And that is my mission. But we, we have to be intentional about that, though. That's what I was even telling your son. Is like sometimes we as men, we take that for granted because black women are always there for us. Yes. Let me ask you, since you've been working on this for seven years, right? And then obviously we didn't know a pandemic was going to happen. Did that help you? Did that inspire you more? Did that change the direction of anything? Yeah. Well, by the time the pandemic came, so I had already written it by that time. And so what happened is when the pandemic came and the riots and everything, I was like, oh, it's time right now. Let's tell the story. Yeah, let's tell the story. It's very divine. <laughs> it was so divine. I was like, it's time. And so I had this call with Yadi, who's our mutual friend. And Yadi was just like, all right, you know, you got to get this out there. And I was like, I I'm going to I'm going to self-publish it because if nobody can see this, I'm going to do it, right? And so I started the whole process of self-publishing. Yadi went to the ocean. She asked Yemeya, what does Anita need to do to get this book out there? And she felt like Yemeya said, give it to Charlemagne. So she calls Charlemagne and is like, listen, I have a book that you need to read. Within two days, he calls me. He's like, have you signed yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't. <laughs> he's like, don't do anything. I want it. And it's just basically history from there. And what's yeah. crazy is Yachty, first of all, we got to explain who Yachty is. I, I call Yachty my sacred purpose coach. Yes. People say, what is that? I just say spiritual therapist. What is, what do you, what would, how would you describe Yachty? So Yachty has been my best friend for over 20 years. She has always been 
just someone who I can connect with on a deep spiritual level. Like back in the day, people would say we were weird because 20 years ago, we were doing things that people are doing now. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving readings and Yadi's right there with me, right? <laughs> we're Mushroom, like mushrooms too? I, I have done mushrooms, yep. And actually one of my most profound moments was going to Peru and doing plant medicine, mm -hmm. which I only recommend people do if they feel very, very, very called to it. Right. It's super intense. We did ayahuasca? I did ayahuasca. Ooh, how was it? It was super intense. And what happened to me was all of a sudden I was underwater and I was swimming and Yemeya was there and she was huge. And she just held me in her arms like this. And she kept saying, you can have whatever you want. And so I felt like I was in heaven. That's what it felt like. But apparently mm -hmm. in the real world, what was happening, I was in like, they said my eyes were going back and I was thrown up and all kinds of stuff for five hours. Wow. Wow. And my, my shaman said, oh, it's okay. You know, like he was telling everyone, this is how shamans react to the medicine. You know, my friend was there. She's like, is Anita okay? Like, what's happening? And he's like, no, 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 it's okay. This is how shamans react. And so the crazy thing is that in the book, obviously I'm not telling the whole story, mm -hmm. um, Yemeya does do plant medicine. And the person who guided her on that is a character named Cora. And in my real life, after I'd written that, the person who guided me on my plant medicine was named Cora. And wow. woke me up the same way. Sheesh. So I was like, am I writing my life here? <laughs> like, what is happening? Wow. So Yari. And so, yes. Mm -hmm. And so Yadi is just this amazing being who can break down anything that we're going through. She breaks it down mm -hmm. like, OK, this is why it's happening. And this is what you need to do to change it. This is what you need to do radically different, she calls it. And so she's brilliant. She is the one. This is basically the reason that I know Charlemagne mm -hmm. through Yadi. And it's crazy because it was such an amazingly normal thing because Yadi didn't know that I was about to launch a book imprint. Nope. So that download came to her and it was just like, oh. So when I read it, I'm like, absolutely, this is something I would love to do. Yeah. And yeah. we're here right now. Completely divine. And you know what you say, that, that nobody can get to you unless they go through God first. <laughs> That's right. And I completely believe that about myself, too. So I'm like, it's, it's divine. Because it's all connections, right? Yeah. Like, I met Yadi through Angela Rye. Yes. And, and then Yadi met Angela through me. Wow. Because I was doing, because one of the big things that I do is I, I teach women how to come back into their pleasure. So I'm a Tantra coach as well. Mm -hmm. And so I was teaching Tantra at a BET event and Angela was there and Yadi was helping me. And so that's how they met. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Anita Kopech. She has a new book, Shallow Waters, out right now. Charlamagne? So why is Shallow Waters for right now? Shallow Waters is for right now because it is time for us to remember who we really are. Like, I know I keep coming back to that, but if we remember who we really are, there really is no stopping us. Well, what would you say is the biggest theme of the book? The biggest theme of the book to me is Yemeya mm -hmm. realizing her powers, like understanding who she is. Mm -hmm. Kind of reminds me of Mary J. Blige and her documentary saying she didn't know who she was yeah. the power that she had when she was younger. Yeah. And that's such a, a thing. A lot of There's, black women feel that way. I completely did not understand my power when right. I was young. Sometimes I don't understand it right now. 
honestly. We're I have still going into it. I'm still growing. <laughs> I'm still growing. You know, when, when I when I think of all the historical figures you have in shallow waters and how they guided Yemi, I, I wonder what advice do you think our ancestors would give us right now? Mm. So my ancestors told me when I was in Peru, my ancestors told me that it's time for me to let go of the pain, that they let it go when they passed out of the flesh and mm. that I still have it because we are them. We are our ancestors. It's in us. We're literally created from them. And so the pain is still within us. And they said, let it go. We've already let it go. And I think there's so much pain that we still have as a people. Mm. And if we let that go, what are we then, right? Imagine the space that is created and what we can create when we let that pain go. But we can't let it go without fully acknowledging it, mm -hmm. fully going into it. So why is it important to heal from our ancestral trauma? I guess, I guess you kind of answered it just now, but you know, what, what would you say the trauma is we're still holding on to? Pain. I mean, there's so many. There's so many things. I mean, we had our babies taken from us and sold into slavery, raped, beaten, killed. Like, there's so many things that happened. That I mean, I, I just think America's lucky that we're not trying to get revenge. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. That's that's one of the things that's on my mind. But I feel like. There's so much pain, even if I just talk to a group of my friends, you know, and we're, we're talking about things, you could still see the pain come up and then we, we acknowledge it and we see how can we heal that. Mm -hmm. And all of us, all of us are in therapy. So what do you think is the biggest thing you want people to take away from shallow waters? Miss Anita. I really want them to remember who they are mm -hmm. and to take action. So if there's something in your soul that you want to do, do you want to write a book? Do you want to write a movie? Do you want to be a scientist? Do you want to be a doctor? Go and do that. Follow your heart. Find a time to be quiet. Shut down. Turn off your phone. Because all of the, all of the waves that are around us, that's all noise. And you know what's funny? I mean, I'm just thinking of my mom. Any black person I talk to, anytime I talk about the magic right they're like oh yeah yeah you know my aunt she's got that power she has dreams she has prophetic dreams literally everybody right. they themselves my mom before there was caller id the phone would ring and she'd be <laughs> like oh yeah that's sharon you know she forgot her homework she wants me to bring it before she even right. answered the phone <laughs> i'm like Really, mom? How did you know that? Now you think something and it pops up on your phone. <laughs> it's, it's so true, right? It's That's so true. How do how can we celebrate Yemiya this week other than going out and uh, and copping shallow waters? Yes. How do go we celebrate buy Yemiya? shallow waters. If you are by the ocean, go and thank the ocean. Send out our energy to our ancestors who were not able to make it over send the energy to the ones that are throughout the diaspora give them a, what, what, what did we do we gave a gym we gave a gym to the ocean right we did mm -hmm. we gave a crystal crystal so we just held a crystal put your intentions in it throw it into the ocean and i just think that's a beautiful way to to celebrate yemeya i feel like her daughters are rising and she's very powerful
Well, I am happy to be on this journey with you, Miss Anita. Give me your, your Twitters and Instagrams and all that yes. good stuff. So my Instagram is Anita Kopach, A-N-I-T-A-K-O-P-A-C-Z. And it is available everywhere you buy books right now, Shallow Waters. Uh, the audio book is out, too. Your sister read that. Yes, there. my sister Michelle, mm-hmm. she read it. And the reason I did that was because we used to listen to audiobooks when we were younger. Right. And I also loved when she would read to me. Even though she's my younger sister, she would still read to me. And I loved it. So I was like, wouldn't it be awesome to have that sisterhood energy mm-hmm. in this? So... That's why I had her. It's an amazing read. I want all of y'all to connect the Yimmy Yah this week. Go out there, grab Shallow Waters, available everywhere you purchase books right now. Buy it for your kids, read it for yourself. <laughs> and congratulations again. That's right. Thank you. Miss Anita Kopax, Queen Anita Kopax. Thank you very much. Thank you. For being here. It's the Breakfast Club. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. So The weekend has done a new interview for GQ where he talks about sober light lifestyle. And uh, he said, I like sober light. He said that he uses marijuana and he will occasionally drink. He said he's not a heavy drinker as much as he used to be. The romance of drinking isn't there. And then he also said that drugs were a crutch before. He said it was me thinking that I needed it and not doing the work to figure out how not to need it. And I spent the last few years realizing that and thanking God that I don't need it because for a lot of people it's hard to shake it. But I knew I didn't want it. When it came to the Grammys, he said that he will no longer submit his music for Grammys consideration in the future, which he said before. He said since he's arrived at a place in his life where he never wants to know the real life story of how an album of that stature could ever be shut out by such an institution. He said, I have no interest. Everyone's like, no, just do better next time. I will do better, but not for you. I'm going to do better for me. So sober light is uh, just a little bit of weed and a little bit of drink every now and then? Yeah, occasionally drinking. Okay, so that's just called moderate Weed in moderation, use. yeah. yeah it's moderation, sober, it's not mm-hmm. nothing sober about now, it. Now, he also mm-hmm. said he would love to work with Kanye again. He said, especially on production. And after that interview, Mike Dean did share a screenshot of his recent calls on Instagram, which shows that he was talking to the weekend multiple times. And he said, If I don't answer, you see why. Hashtag Donda. And Kanye also shared that screenshot on Instagram. He also talked about Tyler the Creator. He said he has mad love for Tyler the Creator and what he's doing right now. He said, Tyler is funny, man. I remember he came to one of my performances. I think it was a festival performance and he was very vocal about how Starboy was his favorite song at the time. You can tell he's waiting for the song. He said, I could see him as soon as the song happened. He said, cool, thanks, and peace out. (laughs) All right. He also is releasing a new single on Friday called Take My Breath. Now, it was an Olympics promo for the Team USA Women's Track and Field team. He posted this clip on Twitter and he captioned 8621 new single. And here's what it sounds like. Take my breath. We definitely put on a show. Yeah. Oh, record's gone again. First woman ever under 52 seconds. It's all a thing, man. I'm not really scared to do anything. Just go out there and give it my all so I could finish number one. So that song, that real song, is going to come out on Friday, that full song. Okay. All right. Now, The Shy has been renewed for a season five by Showtime. And the finale was just on Sunday. I am so behind on that. I just you started trying both. to catch up on the season last week. I'm lost. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm about two seasons I, I, did, I didn't check out. I just got lost after season two and haven't returned. I'll catch up one day. I saw the last season, and so this uh, season that's on now, I have to catch up on it. 
But yes, it's been renewed for a season five. So congratulations to them. Mm-hmm. All right, Frank Ocean is going to be headlining Coachella 2023. We're already talking about that. It's not even 2022 yet. I had to think about that for a second. Well, they're not doing a Coachella this year, are they? Well, this year is 2021. Yeah, but are they doing it this year? Um, they said Coachella is going to return next year in next 2022 year. in April. Okay. So, yes, it would have already happened this year. So, mm-hmm. But the fact that they're skipping over 2022 and already on to 2023, I mean, I can't even think that far ahead right now. But, yeah, so uh, he's already headlining that. All right, Big Sean says his chiropractor actually helped him grow two inches. He went on his Instagram stories, yes, uh, actually this morning, <laughs> and he shared a video. He said he's just as tall as somebody who's five foot ten. Trying to hit on me like, like, like I'm five, five six. Maybe five ten. Not for I probably grew like a couple inches. He said that um, <laughs> he was going to the chiropractor for a year straight, twice a week, and he said now his spine is straight. That's how he actually grew two more inches. If I see Big Sean and he's five <laughs> foot ten, I'm gonna think he went to Doctor Miami. Ain't no way in hell. How the hell you? How the hell you get tall? No, I'm not gonna lie. Yoga and things like that can make you taller. Like it stretches you out. Two inches. Five ten, Big Sean only like five six. Like, no but way what if he had bad ten. posture? Now his his spine is straightened out. No way. Two inches isn't a whole lot. You said crazy. five six to five ten. Five That's ten. Not two inches. No, he was five eight. He's five eight. eight. Big Sean ain't no ain't five, five eight. eight. <laughs> Yo, no, he I said love he was to five see eight. Been, I didn't stick next to Big Sean so many times. Just Google it. He's five eight. Man, I say I'm five eight. Well, we know that's okay, not true. Exactly. And I stand right next to Big Sean. And Big Sean ain't no damn 5 eight. Big Sean about 5'6". Why do y'all sound like haters? It's not five, hate. It's just common sense. Not you know the man ten. don't know how tall he is? He's not 5'10". He's not no 5'8". He's not 5'10". <laughs> no, he's 5'8". Now he's 5'10". He's not 5'10". You think it's maybe his hair? No. I like how y'all without no hair got some things to say no, about Sean a man growing five, two eight. inches. I've been he's seen, not 5'10". I mean, we've known Big Sean how long? At least he's not a decade five, ten. No. I'm six foot. He's Imagine not five, if ten. that two inches you can work no on your feet. spine. Where else you could try that? All right. Now, Matt Damon says he never used the <laughs> F slur after an interview that he did. Now, he did an interview. This is really confusing to me, okay? So it was the Sunday Times of London, and he said that he basically... Um, in the Times that he made a joke months ago and his daughter had a very long, beautiful response about how that word is dangerous. And he said, he told his daughter, I retire the F slur. He said his daughter had left the table. He said, come on, that's a joke. I say it in the movie Stuck on You. She went to her room and wrote a very long, beautiful thing on how that word is dangerous. And that's when he said, I retire the F slur. He said, I understood. So now he's saying that during a recent interview, I recall the discussion I had with my daughter where I attempted to contextualize for her the progress that has been made, though by no means completed, since I was growing up in Boston and as a child heard the F, you know, slur used on the street before I knew what it even referred to. I explained that that word was used constantly and casually and was even a line of dialogue in a movie of mine as recently as 2003. She, in turn, expressed incredulity that there could have been a time where that word was used unthinkingly. And that's when she went back. And so he was saying he never called anybody that slur in his personal life. His conversation with his daughter was not a personal awakening. He said, I do not use slurs of any kind. I've learned that eradicating prejudice requires active movement towards justice rather than finding passive comfort and imagining myself one of the good guys. I respect the honesty, but there's absolutely no reason to volunteer that information yeah, in 2021. Yeah, why give a statement about you not using the F word anymore? Don't that sound wild? I'm all about living. Well, in the original interview, he said that he'd said it to her because it was a quote from a movie stuck on you. But that what's he the was point in. of him sharing that information with that interview? Especially if that word was, is so hurtful. 
I'm all about living your truth, but live your truth in the house. Because think about it in movies. In movies, like I was watching, what was I watching? The Departed and watching Jack Nicholson use the N word all throughout it. And then, you know, in movies like that, they might have used it because that's what had been used in Boston at that time. Mm -hmm. So he was talking about in a movie how it was used back in 2003. He was telling his daughter that he was saying he never used it in his personal life. But it just was confusing to understand. So So he he can't perform in any more festivals now. (laughs) <laughs> you can't use the word in movies no more yes you can it's acting that's what I would think right you can it's acting some people maybe he doesn't want to do that pieces. anymore what about period pieces you when... have to be able to yes. it's acting when you're on your period you know what okay. alright well that is your room can't of report can't even have serious <laughs> conversations anymore you know what I mean mm-hmm. but we the problem <laughs> you know what I'm saying All right. you know <laughs> Well, who are you giving that donkey to? Well, after the hour, we need to give the uh, donkey of the day to some New York uh, lawmakers because they passed the law that I don't know if people are paying attention to, but I hope this doesn't become a trend across the country. We'll talk about it. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. Don't let weak hair hold you back. Carol's Daughter's Goddess Strength Collection supports hair as it gets longer for hair that's 15 times stronger after one use. Available at carolsdaughter.com and your local retailer. This is a miracle. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you are a donkey. The latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Uh, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife, my wife is white. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me why <clears throat> was I your donkey of the day? Okay, donkey today for Tuesday, August 3rd goes to New York County lawmakers who passed a bill in Nassau County that will allow police officers, listen to me, that will allow police officers to sue protesters for harassment. What? <laughs> Let's hope this doesn't become a trend across the country because I can already see this being abused by police officers and I can see it stopping protesters from wanting to protest in the first place. Now, what happened? County lawmakers in New York approved a bill Monday allowing police officers and other first responders to sue people who harassed them because of their profession. Let's go to CBS 2 New York for the report, please. A controversial bill passed in the Nassau legislature tonight. The measure increases protections for police, allowing them to sue protesters in certain cases. Mm. Opponents rallied to reject the bill that would elevate officers to a protected class of first responders. The measure allows the county attorney to sue on behalf of officers for discrimination if they're harassed, menaced, or injured. Violators could face penalties of up to $50,000. Now, I don't know why police officers would need to sue people who harass them. And I put harass in air quotes because I don't know what's going to define harassment. Now, do people yell at cops during protests? Yes, but usually I see officers agitating protesters, not the other way around. And if you do get too sporty with a cop, they can arrest you. (laughs) They already have the power to arrest you if you are harassing them. So what's the point of suing? This is so crazy to me because when you hear activists say they want to end qualified immunity for police officers, 
It's because qualified immunity protects state and local officials, including police officers, from personal liability unless they are determined to have violated what the court defines as an individual's clearly established statutory or constitutional rights. And the court usually always sides with the police. So that doesn't happen. But how the hell are protesters able to be held personally liable before police are? Brian Sullivan, president of Nassau County Corrections Officers Benevolent Association, said the law was necessary because of a widespread pattern of physical attacks and intimidation directed at the police. Uh, Listen to him. I, for one, do not go to work every day thinking this is the day I'm going to get assaulted, bit, punched, stabbed, and oh, well, that's just part of my job. Well, Brian, regular civilians don't wake up every day thinking they're going to be beat up by police, shot by police, laid out on the ground and kicked in the head by police, profiled by police and tased for no damn reason. Intimidation and physical attacks directed at the police, Brian. What about intimidation and physical attacks by police on people? FYI, neither union officials nor the legislative text cite any specific examples from Nassau County in regards to any physical attacks on police. Am I a variant living in one of the multiverses on an alternate earth is this no longer earth 616 all my marvel heads know what i'm talking about i'm so confused right now and it says a lot that new york county lawmakers are quick to pass law to protect the police from people but not the people from police okay police officers already have all the power y'all got all the spades we out here calling board and we not even getting that i just don't know what's happening in this country well yes i do it's a fear of black and brown you know, people and any legislation that can be passed to slow our progress or make it easier for them to oppress us and our voices, they will do it. Um, and I know what's going on with like the baby and black China and whatever else y'all paying attention to on social media is entertaining, but we really got to start paying attention to what's going on in government, local and national. Okay. The same type of outrage y'all have on social media for celebrities. Y'all gotta have, y'all gotta start having for your elected officials and lawmakers. Okay. This bill doesn't even detail definitions of harassment. Okay, menacing and other conduct, and it would give officers too much power to pursue a lawsuit. For example, a police officer would be able to sue bystanders, right? Remember those people who were yelling at that devil Derek Chauvin as he pressed his knee into the late George Floyd's neck? Police officers could sue them. Okay, police officers can pursue civil penalties of 25,000 per violation or a total of 50,000 if these violations occurred during a riot. This is crazy. Okay. If this becomes a trend across the country, protesters are in trouble and protesters will think twice about speaking out against the injustice they see people suffer at the hands of the police. A lot of these situations happen in areas where folks don't have money. They can't afford to get sued. So now they really going to mind their business when they see, you know, injustice. All right. When they see people suffering at the hands of the police. Now, Frederick Brewington is a civil rights attorney who knows much more about this stuff than me. He had this to say. Let's listen. This bill is a clear act of retaliation against Black Lives Matter. This is trying to shut down and dampen and chill the voices of those who would dissent and raise their voices against abuses by police. Mm, 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 mm. Frederick Brewington is right. And me, Leonard, Uncle Charlotte, I'm just trying to make y'all aware. Okay, I have no idea where this country is going, but please give NY County lawmakers the biggest hee haw. That is nuts. But can we sue the police officers for harassing us? Every time they pull us over, every time they pull us out our cars, every time they search us when when illegal searches, can we can we sue the same way? I don't know, bro. You didn't inform it. Tell us. You you mm. know more about the police than I do. 
not no goddamn informant. Shut up. You're not an informant. No. What would you? What's That's your what official an title? Would say. You think an informant's <laughs> gonna say yes? I'm an informant. You're right. You're right. You. Yeah. My bad. My bad. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. All right, right, then I'm an informant. I know. See, I'm not. <laughs> we knew this already. Damned if I do, damned if I don't. We knew this already. I'm not. But anyway, all mm. right. I guess thanks Rashawn, for that. Yes, I'm an informant. You, you know what his name is? In the, <laughs> Rashawn the Wire Casey. That's what they call him. You could do better than that. The Wire. That's you. My goodness. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes. Oh, speaking of snitching. Speaking of snitching. <laughs> now, now let's talk about this uh, NHL player. What happened with this NHL player? Evander Kane. Now, his estranged wife went on social media and said, how does the NHL let a compulsive gambling addict still play when he's obviously throwing games with bookies to win money? Hmm. Maybe someone needs to address this. Then she added NHL and said, can someone ask Gary Bettman how they can let a player gamble on his own games, bet and win with bookies on his own games? So now the NHL did announce that they're investigating the claim. They said the league was made aware of this evening of a post on social media alleging that San Jose Sharks player Evander Kane bet on NHL games. The integrity of our game is paramount and the league takes these allegations very seriously. In the meantime, Evander Kane has said he's never gambled or bet on hockey, never gambled or bet on a Sharks game never gamble bet on any of my games and never thrown a hockey game i love the game of hockey and would never do any of what was alleged i look forward to cooperating fully now that was his wife right his estranged wife yes. his wife so to say. his him and his wife broke up and his wife uh basically she's singing bur- like envy burned down the carter yeah <laughs> now the problem with that is is that affects her money they have two children and if he ain't getting no money she ain't getting no money so he's halfway up- through a seven year deal worth 49 million dollars oh, well that's a wrap we'll see well anyway let's open up the phone lines 800-585-1051 have you ever outed an ex let's talk about it hmm. 800-585-1051 have you ever outed an ex let's talk about it it's the breakfast club good morning pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone call in right now you call me Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about outing an ex. Now, this came from a couple of stories. One was an NHL player, right, Yee? Yes, Evander Kane. Uh, apparently, his estranged wife, Anna Kane, says that he is a compulsive gambling addict. And, you know, he plays in the NHL. And she said he is obviously throwing games with bookies to win money. Someone needs to address this. Now the NHL is investigating. And Evander Kane is saying that he's never gambled on hockey or through games. So she snitched on him. But that only that does, just doesn't affect his money. That affects their money because that's his ex and they have two kids. Yeah. And, you know, for what it's worth, I mean, he's in the middle of a $49 million deal. It's a Damn seven-year man. deal. So now, what's also- the question? Have you ever outed your ex? Now, also, Black China did some uh, posts earlier, right? Uh, she said something about Tiger and how he loves trans. And she said, Tiger loves trans, me too. And then she said, tell the truth, Tiger. Some people feel like maybe she was hacked, though. Mm. I, don't know this, I, don't, I don't know if she was hacked or not. I just think it's foolish that, you know, we love to call people homophobic, but then we like to shame people based on their sexuality. Well, now, for yeah. what it's worth, uh, trans women are women, so sometimes people don't consider that 
you know. Man, she knows what she's doing. If, 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 if that's her. Was, yeah, if she wasn't right. happy. Yeah, if that's she her. was trying to out him. She was trying to embarrass him. Now, now I, I don't have any exes. Uh, I've been with the same woman for 23 years. I can't speak to this, but I think it's corny that, that, that people do stuff like the hockey player's wife did. And I don't listen to anybody who all of a sudden wants to air people out because they're not together anymore. And guess what? That wife is an accomplice because she knew all that was going on when she was with him and she said nothing. But now all of a sudden she wants to do the right thing? Sit down. Now, what about you, Yee? You ever uh, outed a man? Y'all know that is not my style. I just mind my business. As a matter of fact, you don't even exist (laughs) in me. What you mean? That sounds like all up Angela Yee style. When have I ever outed my exes? I've been seeing a lot of stuff, and I don't ever say anything about it. Yeah, right. And I've been in the room when a lot of things have happened. You believe that, Envy? Uh, nah, she, she hasn't outed her ex. Yeah, no, I, no, never, I, I don't even say ex. nothing about none of she my exes. She met a game, but she ain't gonna out them now. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I don't do that. That's <laughs> she, definitely not me. But I did have an ex who, when we broke up, tried to call my job and tell them all kinds of stuff like he made up that was going on at work, like we were stealing money or something. It was crazy. He called my job and tried to say all of this stuff. Yeah, nah, even dudes that did you dirty, you won't say their names on it. Nope. Air. Never. I've heard a couple stories about her exes right here on this radio. Did I say their name? No, but they know who they are. Well, they know, but everybody does it. Somebody does. (laughs) They know what they did. Hello, Tiffany. Hey, good morning. Good morning. You you snitched on your ex? Hell yeah, I did. Oh, my (laughs) goodness. Why? What did he do? He he cheated on you. Uh Uh-uh. He started scamming, so he started getting real money. Right? He started feeling himself. So you a hater because he ain't get you nothing. No, he started getting money and left me for the next chick. So oh. I went straight. Y'all both That's going right. down. He should have been scamming with you. <laughs> if he'd have been scamming with you and spending some of that money exactly. on you, you wouldn't have said so, nothing. What'd you say? Exactly. You, you so wait a minute. You these went flexible to the cops morals. And told the cops these that he was flexible a morals and shaky values. The feds, yeah. I mean, we got back together a couple months after. What? <laughs> you can't be trusted. You can't be trusted. <laughs> Goodbye. He you said you were now. That's crazy. Hello, who's this? Good morning, it's Sylvia. Hey, Sylvia, you snitched on the ex, you out of the ex? I did, I definitely did. He's a reserved, he had a reputation of reserved white guy, well-to-do, never bothered no one, did well for himself, which was a, a little bit further from the truth, but uh, when he screwed me over one day with a business partner, I sang like a canary. What, what did you, you say? Oh, what did you man. tell? What did you tell? What information did you give up? Uh, Definitely um, things that he's done. The gambling habits were definitely, you know, the icing on the cake. They thought people really had the idea that we just mutually separated, but he really had horrible spending habits and gambling habits. And it was just like, okay, people are going to know your true colors. Now, let me tell them all the things I've gone through and embarrassments. Like, I had a party for my children one time for a communion, and he paid in check, and the check never cleared. So the restaurant told me after that. Yeah, yeah, he's done some pretty shady stuff. How did, you- it, affect, how did it affect him when you, when you outed him? Oh, it was horrible. His family now has him going to rehab. But, you know, it's all for the best because, yeah. All for the best. embarrassing. Goodness gracious. No, it's all for the best because he's doing better now. And I, at this point... Is that I'm what you tell yourself? Man, that's what you tell yourself. He's doing better. No, no. It's, it's, crazy. It's, it's crazy that y'all tell yourself that y'all weren't an accomplice to all of that BS. You were an accomplice to no, all of that no, BS. When no, you, Yes, it. you were. No, I own it. I definitely oh, okay. own it. Just but making he sure. used to take... No, no. He used to take the bread and butter from the home for bills and gambling, and that's where my issue lied. If you okay. took extra and gambled it, i picked that battle with you. But when my cell phone just doesn't work one day, and I'm like, I gave you the money, you said you paid this, like, I can't even make a call. You know what I mean? That's 
that's a little different. That's a little different. You messing with house money, and that's that was that was a bit much. It okay. was all Thank good you. till he cheated on you. 800-585-1051. This is nonsense. Have you ever outed an ex? Call us Make up now. Make means the rewind. A gunshot means forward. You requested it, so we rewind. Trying to drain me of my energy, they trying to take away from it. Put the kid and pray for you. I got girls in real life trying to up my day. Going online, that ain't part of my day. I got real popping with my family too. I got that can never leave Canada too. I got two mortgages, 30 million in total. I got that is still trying to be over. I got rap that I gotta act like I like, but my acting days are over for life. Yeah. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy, trying to take away from it, with the kid and pray for you. I got people talking down, man, like I give a f I bought this one a purse, I bought this one a truck, I bought this one a house, I bought this one a mall. I keep buying, just make sure you keep track of it all. I got that's asking me about the code for the Wi-Fi, so they can talk about the timeline. And show me pictures of their friends Just to tell me they ain't really friends Ex-girl, she the female version of me I got strippers in my life, but they virgins to me I hear everybody talking about what they gon' be I got high hopes for you, we gon' see I got I know when that I'm in Call me Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club Top Come on 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about uh, outing an ex. Now, this story comes from uh, a hockey player. What was his name, Yee? Evander Kane. He plays for um, he plays for the San Jose Sharks. His, ex, his estranged wife is accusing him of betting on his games and throwing games to win money. All right, and also um, allegedly, uh, Black China said some some words on her, her Instagram or Twitter, right? Right, she said, "Tiger loves trans. Me too. Tell the truth at Tiger, if that's really her." Goodness gracious! All right, well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? What up, it's Jay. Jay, what's up, man? You got outed by an ex before? DJ Envy was cracking, homie. What's I up, already know. I thought, I thought you about to say, I thought you about to say Envy was your I ex. I was like, wow. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, now you outed him. You got outed by somebody, bro? Yeah, man. So check this out. I was messing with Shorty. I used to be bagging on her floor. No problem, right? So I give her some money for the rent and the electric bill. This is like a thousand plus. She goes shopping with her best friend. I say, look, man, I can't do this no more. Like, cause that was like the second time she did that. So she's like, all right, get your things. You can get out. I'm like, all right, say no more. I get my stuff. No lie, Charlemagne. I couldn't have got two blocks down the street when I tell you it was like four or five police cars and a helicopter. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I'm like, bro, y'all act like I'm Nino. They handcuffed me. Oh, my gosh. Yeezy. I'm telling you, it was bad. The guns drawn, get on the ground. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I told her, like, bro, do you know they could have killed me? Damn, should have just given her an extra $100. She didn't Did you, let you slide. I hope you didn't go, I hope you didn't go back to her. Envy, check this. No, no, Charlamagne. Envy, check this. She said... Well, you killed my heart. I said, mother. No. <laughs> Goodbye, brother. Hello, who's this? 
This is Michelle. How are you? Now, Michelle, you outed your husband? Oh, I did. He's my ex-husband now, but yes, I did. What yeah. happened, Snitch? We were in the military at the time, and he was um, defrauding the government. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so what, did he go to and jail? Day, um, well, he got kicked out. He got court-martialed, but the day I moved out, I got called into, um, they call it OSI, which is special investigations. I got called into the little room with the light, and they're questioning me, and they're trying to figure out if I was in on it with him. Damn, so you snitched on him and almost got yourself in trouble. Well, no, I snitched on him to get myself out of trouble because I didn't do it. Oh, okay. So did you know about it while y'all was together? I saw something. I saw a document, and I remember telling him that he was stupid. Mm-hmm. And I was already on my way out, so I actually didn't care. So I didn't really think too much of it. But when they called me in and started showing me all the paperwork, I was like, oh, he really is stupid. You should have just minded your business. You can't have flexible morals and shaky principles. Like, I don't respect no, it. No, I was leaving. I was on my way out because of okay. what he was. And oh. he was doing bad things. But he, he should have respected me and told me. He didn't even let me in on what he was doing. Well, that's you know why? Because <laughs> E-40 said you never let a woman know all your business because that woman can be end up being an eyewitness. That's what E-40 said. Well, that's cool and all, but when we got kids and we're both in the military and I did nothing wrong. Nope. I'd rather you sit down with the police and be like, I don't know nothing. I'd rather you sit in front of the police and be like, I don't know nothing. I don't know anything about this because that's the truth. So that's one reason a man wouldn't let his wife know the dirt. I didn't know anything about it. I just told him I had no involvement in it. I didn't miss like say he was doing it. I just said, look, I don't know anything about this. Got you. But... I'm not the one that you should be looking for. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the one you look, look for him. Yeah, he's two, over there. It's two there. of us. He's over there. And it's not me. <laughs> What's the moral of the story, guys? The moral of the story is I don't respect it when you spill the beans after you and a person not cool no more. I don't care if it's a relationship, friendship. If you knew all the stuff a person was doing and it was all good when y'all was together, mind your business when y'all apart. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way, ye. Yes, and let's talk about Dr. Dre. Apparently, some new music is about to be coming out, and we'll tell you why people are thinking that. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. Gossip. With Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Kathy Griffin has been battling cancer, lung cancer, actually. She told ABC News' Juju Chang in an exclusive interview last week. And here's what she had to say about her cancer diagnosis. I was diagnosed with cancer. So um, as a friend of mine had said, how many kicks in the nuts can you take? And I'm like, my nuts are pretty strong, but it's a challenge. I was definitely in shock. I'm still a little bit in shock, not denial, but I still like... Once a day, I'll just turn to, like, nobody next to me and go, can you believe this? She also talks about how difficult it was for her after the fallout from her 2017 photo shoot where she held that mask that was a bloody Donald Trump likeness. And she said she was uh, addicted to painkillers and even attempted suicide. In June of 2020, I tried to take my life and I made a very serious suicide attempt to lose all my work overnight and to be told by people in my own industry, it's over, leave the country for five years, you've shamed our industry, you know, on and on and on. And it, it definitely got to me. And so I got to the point where I kind of agreed, like maybe it is time for me to go. What I think though really led to something that extreme was I had become very severely addicted to prescription pills. 
Mm, that's a difficult thing. Uh, just one thing that you did on social media can cause all of that and make you feel like you want to just take your own life and get addicted to painkillers. Just I want to know more about her lung cancer diagnosis because she said she never smoked. Yeah, she never smoked. So mm -hmm. I wonder what causes lung cancer when you don't smoke. Right. I don't know how that works, but, you know, that's uh, it seems like she's been going through a lot. And fortunately, she is still here today. She did say after her suicide attempt, she got in touch with the doctor and her husband helped her get treatment. They went to a hospital. She was placed on a psychiatric hold. After her release, she worked with two clinicians who helped her start on the road to recovery. And she said she never had a drink in her life, but it was through Alcoholics Anonymous meetings that the clouds actually started to part. For well, her. The only thing that matters right now is her health and, you know, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. I'm sending Kathy Griffin healing energy. Right, and when it comes to lung cancer, smoking is the leading cause of lung cancer, but mm -hmm. there's other risk factors that can cause it in non-smokers as well. She said um, she thought at one point she had arthritis because she was having some physical pain. She went to a doctor. The doctor noticed a mash that she had on her lung that had doubled in size. Mm. And she said she had it for a long time. It gets x-rayed every three years, and it hadn't grown, and this time it did grow. Yeah, I would love to know what those other things are. You know, a lot of people got it after 9-11. Uh, that I know. Yep. A lot of people got it. After Inhaling what the fumes, right? Inhaling the, uh, the ashes and, mm -hmm. and smoke. All right, now there's more rumors again. This always happens about the Dr. Dre Detox album. And that's all thanks to Grandmaster Flash. Now, Grandmaster Flash was with Dr. Dre, and they were doing the Disco Oasis with Nile Rodgers. You know, Nile Rodgers did this whole Disco Oasis thing. He has a roller skating rink that they built in L.A. and, like, a botanical garden and all of that. Mm -hmm. He had Madonna hosting the grand opening with him. And he said, uh, Grandmaster Flash said, I got a call from one of my heroes. He invites me to the crib. He takes me down to the studio. He played me, <clears throat> he played me a project that will change the game, and he posted with uh, Dr. Dre. So now everybody's saying that that detox album could be arriving before. Yo, stop it with this detox album, man. <laughs> the end of the year. You know, people just want that album so bad. And who's people? A lot of people do. It's and Dr. Dre. Uh, think about you, 15 classic albums. Yeah, I don't think nobody's anticipating that album no more. I mean, I don't know. Every time something you know? comes up, it goes viral of people talking about it. You know, so. Who's talking about it? I mean, it went viral. That's how I saw it. I think you made this up, yeah. No, you don't think people care about a detox album? I, I mean, I, Dr. J I, I is saw, legendary. Hey, I, I saw that same picture and I read that caption. I didn't think detox now once. I just heard him say new music, but detox did not cross my mind. Well, yeah, he did say it's a project that's going to change the I, game. I saw that, but I did not think detox. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, Boosie is still having some issues about everything that Boosie happened. Yes, with the baby and all the fallout the baby had from what he said at Rolling Loud Miami. And, you know, the, uh, according to Boosie, he thinks that people are trying to force gay stuff on the world. It's sad how y'all trying to force this, this gay stuff on the world. Bro. It's sad, how y'all trying to ban artists? Y'all sad, bro. In 10 years, it, gonna, it, gonna, it ain't going to be normal for a kid to be straight. Y'all trying to force it on, 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 on these kids, bro. Push it on all the biggest artists. You know why? Because the kids love those artists. Hmm. I don't know. I think since the beginning of time, there you know people have been gay. I don't think anybody like is forced to become gay. I think that you could see people who are gay. That doesn't mean you're going to become gay. Just yeah. like you can see more. I see more straight people. That don't mean gay people become straight just from seeing that. If they're not what. Yeah, I have, a, I have another angle, too. I don't think a street rapper 
should ever accuse someone of pushing anything negative to kids. I don't think they have the moral high ground to stand on. If you don't like what Lil Nas X is doing, fine, express that, but don't use the it's negative to kids excuse because if you ever rapped about selling drugs, using drugs, violence against other black people, men or women, I don't I don't want to hear you accuse someone of pushing anything negative to kids. It just it sounds hypocritical. All right, now Michael Jai White has done an interview with Vlad TV, and in that interview, uh, he talks about his son, his oldest son, passing away from COVID. Here's what he had to say. He was in the hospital for a while, so it wasn't immediate. Unfortunately, he was still like kind of out there in the streets, hustling, wasn't doing well, started getting on substances, and you know, you come out, go back in, all that type of stuff. You know, you try to do what you can, but it's ultimately up to that person, especially if somebody's a grown person. Mm-hmm. When he got sick and went to the hospital, you know, COVID was waiting for him. That was the knockout blow. And, you know, his son was 38 and he had six children. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. Now, he played Mike Tyson. He also, uh, what other what other films was Michael J. White in? Spawn. Mm-hmm, that's, okay. yeah. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, shout out to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get on the line. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here, and the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly 60 years. Take a closer look at the General and get the great low rates and quality coverage you deserve. For a hassle-free quote today, call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we have to shout out Anita Kopak for joining us this morning. That's right. Make sure y'all go get Shallow Waters, uh, Anita Kopak's novel. It came out today. It is the second release off my book imprint, Black Privilege Publishing, man. It is an amazing, amazing fiction novel uh, that follows the African deity of the sea, Yemiya, from Africa to the Middle Passage to the Underground Railroad. It's so many different historical figures that, you know, Yemiya meets along her journey. And I just really cannot wait to see what this book does to the ecosystem. Go get it right now everywhere you buy books. Oh, and please, Ohio, all eyes on Ohio. Make sure y'all go out there and support Queen Nina Turner. She is running today. Uh, It is a special election. Uh, for a house seat, and Nina Turner is up for election today in Ohio, man. So make sure y'all go support Nina Turner. In her words, she is a person who will turn, who will flip tables for the poor and disenfranchised in this country, man. And I just, I just believe in Nina as a human being. So please, Ohio, if you're going out there to support somebody, support Nina Turner. All right, and also don't forget tonight, Dipset versus Dip. the Locks. That's right, Dipset versus the Locks. Should be very entertaining. Uh, and I heard on Angie Martinez that they're also going to go on tour in September, too. So this is going to be dope. Who y'all got? Um, I got Dipset, man. Listen, I love the locks. I love D-Block. I think that they hard. I just think that, you know, Dipset, Dipset has a lot of cultural anthems that ring off in a lot of different places. The clubs, radio, you know, the streets. You know, the locks are more streets and driving music. And I love the locks. Like, you know, the locks have been making me wanting to stab people with sharp things for years. Okay? I think it's going to come down to who's more organized tonight as far as what songs they pick. Because they each have 20 strong songs that can they go against do. each other. But who is going to be more prepared? Yeah, they I think so. Do. And I think the locks are taking it very serious. I think Dipset I feel like the locks might be more prepared. I yeah, don't know. Really? Yeah, I the do, locks I are do. taking it serious. Yeah, they are taking it serious. Yeah. But why would y'all think the Dipset don't? 
I don't know. I just listen. They got great songs. I think it could go either way. Just be, I think it really is going to come down to what songs do I choose and what songs do I put it against? Because, oh, no. like I said, I might have to go locks with this one. And Cam Catalog by itself is just nuts, bro. It is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, it's just nuts, man. Old oh, boy, hey, bar, dipset anthem, down like and out. Jada Kiss too. Get them girls, purple haze. Ah. Touch it or not. Money, power, respect, 24 hours to live. All of that is news. great. I just don't, I just think that Cam's, and, and we haven't heard Cam's Knock catalog. Out why uh, we gonna make Jada it. Jada did a lot of that with Fab. He can do I'm it saying. again. It's different. another totally battle. Different. It's totally different. You can do solo songs. So you're telling you me as a DJ, because you've been DJing a long time. Yes, sir. You're telling me that D-Block records rang off more in the club than Dipset? I didn't say that. Oh, okay. I didn't say that. I said right. that. I think I it's really gonna be organization who put, what songs they put against what. Dipset that's what has the clubs, and I think I think the Dipset got, got the, the clubs. Dipset got radio, and see, that's the, I just said that. I said, I said, Dipset got them cultural anthems that Correct. resonate a lot of different places. The locks are the streets, mm -hmm. and the locks be in your car when you're driving. Correct. Dipset is everywhere. Correct. But just <laughs> even having this conversation shows you this is a good uh, matchup. I mean, nobody loses though. I mean, these are these are two hip hop, you know, heavyweights as groups and solo artists. So, yeah, this is gonna be a good one. But and then, and then you know it's, it's gonna be a show at the garden, so I don't know if they're gonna bring out special guests. Right. But then you you got curveballs. Think balls. about some of their um, appearances and we, other we people's songs. We don't need no guests. Like like you remember Cameron wrote "Crush on You." Yep. Remember the locked up. Yep. <laughs> did he mean? But but Jada Kiss and them wrote "Benjamins." Yep. So I mean it's gonna be good, man. I can't wait to see it tonight. I'm gonna have some Tim's on. I'm gonna watch it tonight. You can have some Tim's on. I'm it's like ninety Tim's degrees. <laughs> I'm gonna put my Tim's on. That's New Yorker for you. But Tim's and shorts. All right. Well, when we come back, positive notice the Breakfast Club tomorrow. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. All right, Charlamagne, you got a positive note for the people? I do. Positive note is simple, man. What's broken can be mended. What hurts can be healed. And no matter how dark it gets, the sun is going to rise again. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?